All right, biohackers, who doesn't love a yummy, creamy whey protein shake? Oh, it is such a treat. And I really love it as a meal replacement, post-workout recovery, maybe even a midday snack. So this is why I have to tell you about Puri Protein Powder. I absolutely love the bourbon vanilla flavor and the chocolate, but I think I got to go with the, the vanilla as my favorite. So it's smooth, it's delicious. And you know what else? It's pretty awesome that the flavors come from real natural ingredients like the bourbon vanilla seeds from Madagascar. And let's talk about quality because there's a lot of junk whey protein on the market that I would not recommend. So the Puree whey protein, it comes from pasture-raised cow's milk with no hormones, no GMOs, and no pesticides. This is because Puree's mission has always been to be the best at offering pure, clean, and superior products that, that support health and well-being. And what I think truly sets them apart is that they are fully transparent with their product testing. Every batch is third-party tested against more than 200 contaminants and certified clean by the Clean Label Projects. Not all brands can say this. Plus, each product contains a QR code so you can personally scan it and review the test results at home. I know you're excited to try it out. So what you're going to do is head on over to puri.com slash biohackerbabes. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash biohackerbabes. And then make sure you use promo code biohackerbabes at checkout to save 20%. All right, let's get back to the show. We're digging deep and asking the questions we need to ask. Years of stress and not just emotional. I was depleting my body. I was malnourished. I'm working out like crazy. I'm eating all these healthy foods. How could I not be well? We have to get back to the basics. We can change the way our genes are expressed. Anyone that wants to improve their health or upgrade their health, they should be biohacking. My name is Renee. And I'm Lauren. We are the Biohacker Babes. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. The Biohacker Babes podcast aims to create insight into the body's natural healing abilities strengthen your intuition, and empower you with techniques and modalities to optimize your health and wellness. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Welcome to episode seven. Today, we're going to talk all about how to clean up your personal care products. We are surrounded by more toxins today than we ever have been before. And unfortunately, a lot of these toxins that come into our environment, we can't really control, right? We have obviously air pollution, um, to some extent, water pollution, food pollution. But when it comes to personal care products, you have the option of what you're going to put on your body every day, right? You can decide to use safer products. And we're going to talk about that today, you know, how to look through what you currently have and maybe some good options of what you should be using instead. 
I think this is a wider discussion. We are going to talk about every kind of product, which includes home care products at some point. But today we're just focusing on things that you actually put on your body. And men, if you think this is not for you, hang in there because we are going to talk about your products as well. This encompasses beauty products, skincare, but also anything they use in the shower to wash your body, your face, men, aftershave. There's a lot of products out there that we're putting on our skin every single day. So this is for men and women. Hang in there. So clean beauty. I'm just going to use the word clean or the phrase clean beauty to get us started. Clean beauty is kind of a confusing term because it's not regulated. And there's a lot of products out there that say natural or green, but that can really vary and what that means from brand to brand and from company to company. So we're going to let you guys know what you need to look for out there and how to really dissect the products that you're using and make sure that they're not making you sick. That's really why we're here today because these products have a cascade of effects. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is such an overlooked issue, you know, especially in the biohacking world, right? We're always talking about diet and nutrition and sleep, but like, what are you putting on your skin every day? You know, the skin is the biggest organ. So anything that's going on your skin is getting into your system. So we definitely want to focus on that for now. Yeah. I think people forget that the skin is an organ, but the second you put something in your skin, it's absorbed and it goes right into your bloodstream, your organs. It's just eating that stuff up. It's almost the same as putting something in your mouth, right? Yeah. And I think some companies will say our products are safe enough that you can eat them. (laughs) That's kind of the thing. If you're putting it on your skin, you should be able to eat it. (laughs) I love that. I've had some face masks actually that I wanted to eat because they smelled so good. And yeah, hopefully (laughs) if they're clean enough, if you get a little on your mouth, whatever, it's going to be okay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. So really why we're here today, we're trying to get into some hidden stressors. We've talked a lot about stress today. It's going to be negative stressors that are going to have adverse effects on your health. So I'm going to use this acronym HIDDEN, H-I-D-D-E-N, which stands for hormone, immune, digestion, detoxification, energy production, and nervous system. This is a term that we use in functional diagnostic nutrition. These are all of the stressors that you're going to get from chemicals that lead to dysfunction and imbalance in the body. And sometimes you're not going to know it for a very long time because symptoms come much later than actual dysfunction or imbalances. So we're going to give you some tips and hacks to clean up all of your products so you don't even have to wait until that point of having symptoms and trying to dissect what the initial cause was. So why does this make you hotter? Toxins make you age quicker on the inside and outside. And because these chemicals and skincare products can actually cause cell damage, something as simple as more wrinkles. That is actually a stressor from chemical exposure. That's probably the simplest end of the spectrum. And then we can go as far as getting into endocrine disruption, which causes cell death Um, And then we see things like cancer, neurodegenerative disease, depression, ADD, autism, cardiovascular disease, infertility, metabolic dysfunction, um, increased fat, right? Kind of goes on and on and on. And if you are beating yourself up trying to eat all of the right foods and exercise to death and you're not looking at what you're putting on your skin, stop right there because we need to make that change 
sooner than later. Yeah. And I see that in a lot of cases where people, like you said, they're perfecting their diet. They're in the gym every day, but they have the stubborn fat, especially in the belly area that they can't get rid of. I mean, there's a couple causes for it, but quite often it's just too much of a toxin exposure, right? And it's causing this burden on your liver to work overtime. And then it's causing more inflammation and then your body is retaining all this fat. So we got to look at these chemicals and I don't know if people have heard this term, but obesogens, it's these chemicals that make you obese. It's as simple as that, obesogens. Yeah, fat cells actually protect us. We think of fat as a bad thing, but fat cells are going to protect you from chemical exposure. So the fat cells sort of like harbor the chemicals and keep them on the inside. And so that's when we have that stubborn fat that's really hard to lose because if you have too many chemicals, your fat cells are going to take on this other role of protecting you and taking in those chemicals and um, keeping them from proliferating. Yeah, which I think is so fascinating that the body is smart enough to get the chemicals like out of the bloodstream into the fat cells because it's better to be fat than to have chemicals running through your bloodstream. You know, so the body is smart enough to prioritize that. I think the average person is probably like, well, I don't appreciate getting fatter from that, but your body's protecting you, which is again, why the human body is so amazing. Yeah, that's not. So if you're shopping at a drugstore for all of your products, but you're eating really well, ooh, there could be some fat cells in there that are really helping you out and you're probably not able to get rid of them. Yeah. So I think if I can bring up a quick story, I think like 10 years ago, I, when I was first really getting into like holistic health and nutrition, I came across this article. It said, is your shower curtain making you fat? Oh and I think God. I like, I like laughed out loud. I'm like, ha ah, that's like, that's hilarious. What and does that like, mean? Wait a minute. So I actually was fortunately open-minded enough to read the article. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a whole nother can of worms that I've never heard about. So that specific article was talking about the plastic chemicals in shower curtains and all the other toxins that when you're in the shower and you're heating up that water, the steam is going, the, the chemicals actually leach out of the shower curtain and then you're inhaling them. Oh, wow. Scary. And so, and a lot of these chemicals are those endocrine disruptors that you briefly mentioned before, which really wreaks havoc on the whole body. So that made me start looking like, oh, what about my shampoo and my body lotion? And oh my gosh, (laughs) like I really need to look at this. But it's just funny how the universe brings things to you. I thought that was the... That's nuts. I mean, I knew all the products were terrible, but your actual shower curtain... Yeah. I don't want to get fat from a shower curtain. That's terrible. I know. I'm working so hard in the gym. Like what a waste. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just stop showering. No, I'm just kidding. Don't use shower curtains. (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking about these endocrine disrupting chemicals. They are chemicals that can imitate hormones and destroy others while creating internal signaling issues. And that causes premature cell death, which we kind of already mentioned but it builds up in these hormone producing organs, which cause organ malfunctions. It does cause irreversible damage. And that's when we're seeing the breast cancer, the brain dysfunction, something as simple as ADD. Who knew that that could be linked? But the the effects really are endless. And it seems so crazy that it can come from such a simple thing as a drugstore product, but yes, it has that far reaching effect. 
Definitely. And I think that's a good lead into xenoestrogens. So these are the chemicals that are actually mimicking estrogen in the body. And if you want to learn more about this topic, there's a great book that I just finished called Estrogeneration. It's a little bit terrifying, but the research in the book is phenomenal. If you want to learn really where we're getting all these estrogen mimickers. So it's more than just, you know, our food supply, our personal care products. I mean, the author really dives into every possible exposure. But anyway, so these xenoestrogens, yeah, they're mimicking estrogen in the body. We don't want to be messing with these hormones, right? We want to be getting natural sources of estrogen. And something that's kind of interesting is with this really extreme estrogen exposure we're getting today, girls are entering puberty at a really young age. I mean, younger than we've ever seen. And so now they're just changing the age of puberty. They're like, oh, that's normal. Okay, no, it's not. (laughs) So normal is such an interesting word because normal has come to mean, it really just means common, but it's not normal. Right. Right. Yeah. So this, we're getting way too much estrogen. And I think something really interesting is sunscreen actually has a lot of these estrogenic substances in them. And we'll talk about some other products too that definitely do the same thing, but with sunscreen, and this was in the book, Estrogeneration, that I learned this. He talked about a study that found that when you put this toxic sunscreen on and then you go out in the sun and you get the UV light exposure, it actually binds the chemicals to the estrogen receptor. It like glues them together. So that switches the estrogen receptor on and then it stays on for longer than it should. And that's where you see all these really long-term side effects of too much estrogen. Wow, just from sunscreen. Yeah. Isn't that crazy that the UV light like activates it? Oh, that is terrifying. Yeah, yeah I want just... this book. You have to send that to me. There are a lot of these chemicals that are also affecting the male reproductive system. Phthalates in particular really do affect male fertility. They're anti-androgenic. So androgens are a group of hormones involved in male activity and reproductive activity. And these phthalates, which are found in plastics, it makes, I think it makes plastics more pliable. It also makes lotions like uh, spread onto our bodies more easily. They are really having a terrible effect on the male reproductive system. So men, I hope you're still there. We need to look at your shaving cream and your body wash because this is affecting your sperm. It's having really, there's a lot of damage that's happening. And then for women too, it's, it's linked to infertility, obesity, asthma, allergies, thyroid dysfunction. I know we list all these, these things every episode that we have, but that's because we're going back to the basics and we're trying to get rid of these hidden stressors because you know one imbalance happens and then you have 5,000 problems. This is the stuff that we need to look at. Right. We're really getting down to the root cause of what could be causing all these different imbalances in the body. Yeah, exactly. So there's this study, scientists were trying to do a study on uh, phthalates in humans, but they couldn't find anyone in the US to be in the control group. That's terrifying. (laughs) I know. They had to recruit remote uh, Alaskan natives for this study because they were the only ones that were phthalate free. Like they couldn't find any anyone else in the US. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. I kind of don't believe that, but uh, phthalates are everywhere from plastics to perfumes, to cars, to food containers. They're called, I guess their nickname is plasticizers because that's the most common form that they're found in, but they really are everywhere. Right. And 
Here's another stat for you. Pregnant women using perfume have been found to have a 167% higher urine concentration of phthalates than women not using perfume. That is an incredible statistic. Yeah. I don't use perfume anymore. Really? You don't use anything? No, I haven't for years. It's just, it's just not worth it to me. You know? Ooh, I'm not quite there. I'm just going to be honest. (laughs) I love it. I put my every now and then. Yeah, I know. And I I know my husband misses it for sure. I used to be a Burberry Brit girl. But like when you think about how much your liver is already working to get rid of every day, I I just don't want to throw one more thing on its plate. (laughs) Yeah, it's a burden. It's really a burden. It's crazy. And that's a crazy high statistic. Yeah. And there's a lot of statistics I think about pregnant women and the amount of chemicals that babies are being born with now, right? They're like checking the umbilical cord and there's hundreds of chemicals that a newborn should never have in their system. But it's just, you know, the mom is getting them from all over the place and then it's getting passed on, which is really sad. Right. So it's not just having direct effects on our own bodies, but we carry it on. That's terrifying. Yeah. You know, I saw something on Instagram the other day. Actually, I think my friend Molly, who's very into this topic as well, shared it. And it said, if you wouldn't use it when you're pregnant, because it's not safe for the fetus, why would you use it anyways? Like, how can it be safe for humans in general? You know, you know what I mean? Like, wh- why do we prioritize things just because you're pregnant? Like, it's still toxic to the body. Of course, we don't want to hurt the baby, but it's obviously a toxin. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, I so, think we do a lot of self-sabotage, but I guess we uh, we clean it up when we have another one to care for. So Lauren, I know you started off the episode talking about that this topic is for everyone, but just to get a little bit deeper into that. So we know women on average use about 12 products every day, and each of those products has potentially dozens, if not more, harmful ingredients. And then men, you're included too, you all are using about eight products a day. I think that seems high for men, but really when you stop and think, like you said, you know, shampoo, body wash, deodorant, shaving cream, um, it adds up pretty quickly. So everyone needs to be looking at this. It's really taken me years to do this. Gosh, I'm trying to think. I mean, that shower curtain article I read was probably 10 years ago. And maybe about three years ago, I would say my products were completely cleaned up um, and I stopped using perfume altogether. But It's funny. I'm sure you remember when I was in like middle school, I owned every Bath and Body Works product. So did I. Oh yeah. I guess. Yeah. Everywhere. That story exploded in the early nineties. Yeah. I remember mom and dad even put these like beautiful glass shelves in my bathroom and I had, you know, five body washes, five lotions, five body sprays, you know, I had the matching scents from Bath and Body Works. I think every birthday and Christmas I got more Bath and Body Works products because people just knew I was obsessed with them. <laughs> yeah, you did have pretty much your own store. You were a cucumber melon girl, if I oh, remember correctly. Yes. Right? Yeah. Wow, you have a good memory. That's impressive. Well, you used to use that like purple blue one. I don't remember. Oh, I went through a few. I think I started with Sun Ripened Raspberry and oh then I moved God. to Juniper Breeze, which was like um, that greenish blue color. Yeah. Yeah, but just every product, the body spray, the lotion, the body wash, it was so ridiculous. Yeah. And it's funny because now if I do go to the mall, not too often, but I will run past Bath and Body Works because the smell is just like 
flowing out of that store and it just smells so toxic to me. Oh yeah, absolutely. That and Abercrombie. I'm like, oh, hold my breath. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) But I think as as you clean up your products, you get more sensitive to the old toxic crap we used to use. But yeah, so I think that article maybe sparked my interest. And then I started looking at my products one by one. I would slowly transition and get a safer option. I did for a while actually use all the Whole Foods brands, like shampoo and lotion and everything. But when I switched to their lotion, my whole body broke out in hives. Oh, wow. Is there like an essential oil in there that you're allergic to? What was that? I have no idea. And it actually took me a week to figure out what it was. And once I pinpointed that it was that lotion, I got rid of it. The hives went away. And that was like nine years ago. I've never had any issues with anything since then. And you think it was toxic chemicals or you think it just was a specific allergy? I guess it's hard to know. I don't know. I don't know. But I think just a good point to bring up is you can't just trust a brand. Like we think of Whole Foods as really healthy and they're going to protect us, but I don't think that's always true. So uh-huh. we'll talk about how to dive deep. Owned by Amazon. I'm, that makes me nervous. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely been a big project, but for me, I found like, okay, I ran out of shampoo. I replaced it with a better option. I ran out of conditioner, replaced it. You know what I mean? I didn't just go in my bathroom one day and fill up my trash can with everything and go out and spend $500. You know, it was definitely a process over the years. Oh, but I'm kind of picturing you just like going in aggressively sweeping every Bath and Body Works product into a, a large. Oh gosh. Well, fortunately, I think I stopped using that stuff in like high school. I think I left it back home. <laughs> I really can't believe that store is still open. It's pretty incredible. Ugh. Yeah, people don't, don't, no, I guess I shouldn't say that. I'm, <laughs> no, <laughs> don't shop there. So gross. Oh gosh. So Lauren, how did you kind of clean up all your stuff? I have no recollection. I'm assuming it just was part of my journey and starting to eat a little bit better. And once Whole Foods started to grow, I mean, I started doing all my shopping there. I'm assuming that I was just getting my body care products there too, because I was already getting my food. And then I think I slowly was turned on to the cleaner and cleaner products. Uh, Yeah. Not liking drugstore brands because they, they felt or smelled a little chemically, like something just was a little bit off. Same with a lot of fragrances, perfumes, and stuff that you smell like at Abercrombie. I was like, that just doesn't smell right anymore. Hmm. So yeah, I think it was a, it was a slow journey. And same with you. Every time I got rid of something or something ran out, I would try to replace it with something better and better. And it's still, I'm, I'm upgraded every, every time that I run out of something. Because it's a lot. It's very expensive, especially, I, I don't know why in this country, beauty care is so much more expensive than in other countries. I think because we have all these toxic chemicals that are not regulated and allowed in our products, right? In other countries, they're banned. We, we have a lot of stats on that, right, Renee? Right. And I think that's a good transition into like the debate about it. You know, people assume that if a product is on the market, that it's safe, that the U.S. Yeah. government, not true. Yeah. The U.S. government is looking out for us. Um, yes, they are to some extent, but they're quite busy <laughs> and they haven't gotten around to fixing the regulations on these personal care products. I mean, the last time a new law was put into place for this was 1938. That's wow. insane. Yeah. I don't think the FDA even has the authority to change these laws. I'm not sure why not, but there's a lot of change that needs to happen. 
Yeah. And I think recently, in the, like the last few years, we're starting to see some change. You know, like Hawaii just banned any sunscreen with oxybenzone in it. Some of like the Florida beaches are trying to clean up sunscreen. So like, I think there's a little bit of a movement. California hair salons now have to label their products. That's the other thing. A lot of companies just go by the law that you don't have to say what's in it. So the label doesn't always tell you. And like one example of that is the word fragrance could mean hundreds of different chemicals, but they're allowed to get away with that because there's no regulation saying they can't. That's similar to like in a food when it says natural flavors, there could be a hundred different ingredients that go into quote unquote natural flavors. Right. Yeah. And and something that's really scary is the EU has banned or like restricted 1400 ingredients in their products. And last I heard the US has only banned like 30. I heard it was even less than that. I heard like around 11, but that's still, wow. No matter what, somewhere in there, that's a stark contrast. That's crazy. Yeah. That's nothing compared to the EU. Wow. And it's something like 500 in Canada. So they're somewhere in between. Mm. But, ooh, the U.S. needs to get it together. Yeah. Yeah, and I think another issue is a lot of the research that's saying, oh, these chemicals are safe or, you know, generally regarded as safe because we're not really sure yet. They're looking at one chemical at a time. They're not looking at, what if we combine these 10 chemicals in a product and put it on our skin? There's just not enough research. So... I think it's better to use a company that is going with the ingredients we know are safe and they're banning a lot of the chemicals that have been banned in the EU. Just better to be safe. Yeah, at this point, they might as well just follow the lead. Just do what Europe's doing. It's not They don't need to break ground and do something new. They're leading the way for us. I don't know why we can't catch up sooner, but uh, it's it's pretty crazy. Our products are very expensive and I think it's hard for us to be able to afford these products, the clean beauty, any natural, clean, green products. It's really hard because these products are not readily available because the toxic chemicals are so available. It's going to take a while and we don't expect any of you to go through your bathroom cabinet and wipe everything clean. We can start small. Uh, We'll get to that. But just to come back to some of the science, the stuff is really dangerous because you can't see the immediate effects of these toxins. So like a food allergy that may come up immediately, which actually people ignore all the time, um, these chemical exposures tend to sit in your body and the symptoms really are all over the place. So how do you know that it's coming from these products? And they turn into these long-term health problems. And hormone disruption is such a huge one. Thyroid dysfunction can be low energy, poor cognitive function, which we blame on so many things like bad sleep or I didn't have enough coffee. A sluggish liver, which we always just think, oh, it's the alcohol. Your liver is processing way more than just alcohol. Infertility, cancer, we could go on and on and on about this stuff, but it's, it's really bad. It's just so bad. And if you are getting to the point where you have symptoms, the symptoms are not indicating what's wrong with you. It's just indicating that something is wrong and the symptoms are the last thing to appear. So again, we're going back to the basics. Let's get into our favorite hacks so that you guys can start making these changes at home. So hopefully you're not experiencing any of these problems. We're going to nip in the bud before it even starts. Renee, what are your favorite hacks? So my number one recommendation for everyone is to go to 
ewg.org, which is Environmental Working Group, and go to their Skin Deep database. And then in there, you can look up all of your current products. So Neutrogena shampoo or L'Oreal, whatever, you know. Oh God, Search those it. words just hurt my ears. I know, I know, but people use them. <laughs> so type those in and look at the ranking. So ideally you want to get like a one or two, you know, three, four, five or worse. And then you can even break it down and see which chemicals are linked to different issues like cancer or reproductive toxicity. So just go through everything in your bathroom, get a good idea of where you stand with all your products. If something is really toxic, I would just get rid of it, toss it, go get something new. If something is maybe in the middle, maybe use it up and then when you run out, like we said before, then replace it with a safer option. But just by starting off, use EWG. It's an amazing website. You know, it'll tell you if things have parabens and phthalates, sodium lauryl sulfate, polyethylene. I mean, there's so many chemicals, but this site will just really break everything down for you. And it's free. So why not take advantage of that? Yeah. So making a priority list, I guess you don't have to feel overwhelmed by this. Um, yeah, just like seeing that. what's what's the most hazardous. And you're looking for, it's green, right? If it's one to three, a green sort of means go. Right, right. Versus I think then it changes to yellow and then red. Yeah. It's actually a really fun game. I like just mm-hmm. piled all of my products up on my desk one day and went through all of them. And it's it's pretty cool what you can find out going through those. Yeah. So when I started to list some of these very terrifying ingredients, if you want to start now and, and just go through your cabinet and see what you have, if anything has parabens, phthalates, I'm not sure that I can even pronounce half of these, but sodium lauryl sulfate, silicones, GMOs, polyethylene, polypropylene, metallic aluminum, triclosan, talc, formaldehyde. So gross. That's toluene. The chemical sunscreens, like Renee mentioned, with oxybenzones, pesticides. Yeah, there's pesticides in your makeup and beauty products. Fragrance, which Renee also brought up, which can hide hundreds of chemicals into one solid ingredient called fragrance. So start just experimenting. Start looking at your labels. It's kind of the same as your food labels. If the list is really, really long and you can't pronounce these words, it's the same for your skincare products. If you can't pronounce the ingredients or if the list is just like way too long and you're getting ADD by the end of reading it because it's just so long, that's a problem. You got to throw that out. So safer brands. We stand behind Beauty Counter. Yeah. And one thing I really like about Beauty Counter, um, even if you don't buy their products, go to their website and click on something called the never list. And it's all of the chemicals that they will never use. But this is a really good list that you can then compare to other products. I mean, they've done the research. You can see what all the chemicals are linked to. A lot of the ones Lauren just mentioned, but the never list. That's a really good handy thing. Yeah. I love that thing. So are you, you're mostly beauty counter, Renee, right? Or all of your yeah, products I use counter? mostly beauty counter. And I mean, full disclaimer, I am actually a beauty counter consultant because I really support all the advocacy work that they're doing. So it's not just selling these products. They're doing a lot to educate the community. They're doing a lot, you know, on Capitol Hill, trying to fight to get these regulations changed. So I'm a huge supporter of that because it, it, it starts with education, right? I think the more people are educated about this, they can shop smarter. And when we're shopping smarter, companies are going to have to change, right? These toxic companies are going to have to go out of business. We got to support the good ones. 
So yeah, beauty counter is most of what I use. I also really like Anne Marie Gianni. Yeah, that's a really good point. I'm also a beauty counter affiliate because they are pioneers in this. And that stuff does really have an effect. A couple of years ago, people went after Johnson and Johnson and they really put all this information out into the public about their baby shampoo containing formaldehyde. And the company was forced to change. I mean, that's embarrassing. The company doesn't want that on on their rap sheet. So they changed. So we just need people to speak out and Beauty Counter is really excellent at doing that. So even if you're not going to purchase Beauty Counter, get behind what they stand for, get the education and then empower yourself to do the own your own work. And on that same note, it's interesting. There's so many ads. Beauty ads are literally just everywhere. And there's a lot of celebrities that get behind beauty products. And I think it's funny because you'll see the same celebrities that are talking about beauty products are also talking about taking care of the environment. And I, I don't get that because these beauty products are ruining the environment. They're ruining our bodies. It's, it, it goes completely against what they're standing for. Just be aware of the ads that you're, you're reading and being exposed to because a lot of the times the information is not upfront. A lot of companies don't disclose what they're doing. I know I had a company send me all these free products and they wanted me to post about it. And I tried to do the research to find out what was in it because it was like all natural and whatever. Mm. So healthy for natural you. Natural means nothing. <laughs> natural means nothing. It, got, it sounds so elegant, but you're like, you're hiding something. And just because they were hiding it, I was like, I don't trust that. Not, I'm not going to do it. So if the company is not disclosing that information, I wouldn't trust it. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think some other companies that are doing a good job with that are Anne-Marie Gianni. She uses all like organic food-based, herb-based ingredients. Like when you look at her face mask, it, the ingredient label literally says coconut oil, honey, and like an herb, you know, and it's like, there's no oh, question. That's the, one. that's the face mask. That's the one that I wanted to eat. It was coconut and honey. Oh and yeah. It smells face. so good. Like this is dessert. <laughs> yeah. And it feels that's amazing. Different. You like glow after, right? Oh gosh. I love that one so much. Yeah. I mean, food is powerful. Why not take advantage of that? So I like that some companies like, you know, Anne-Marie Gianni and uh, Alatora, I actually don't know how to pronounce that one, but I use their face mask. It's like all food. It's phenomenal. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I use a lot of beauty counter. I've kind of mixed it up because I really like drunk elephant products as well. I don't think they're quite as clean as beauty counter, but they do have an excellent rating on EWG. It's difficult because you want your skincare to affect some change especially as you get older, you want something that actually has some power behind it. So I think you just have to experiment and see what works for you. It's going to be different for everyone, person dependent. Um, but I've found my own sort of combination of products that I like between Beauty Counter and, and Drunk Elephant. Yeah. So I think just overall, when we're looking at these hacks for personal care products, it's not about perfection, you know, tomorrow. It's about the little steps. Like we said, every product that you swap out for a better healthier option is a step forward. It's an improvement. So don't be hard on yourself. Just one at a time, get those cleaner products. Yeah. Awesome. And there's some testing you could do since we're still talking about our, our hacks, testing to see if your body is absorbing these chemicals. And then if you're excreting them as well, you can do an environmental pollutant panel. It's a urine test. 
to find out where these chemicals are going and how they're affecting you. You can also do an organic acids test, which is a urinary metabolic profile. It's really just to test for the toxicity and see how your body is reacting. Some really powerful information there. But a lot of this is just going to be at home doing your own research and then you know, doing out, doing the clean swap, starting to get rid of the bad stuff and bring in more of the good. It's, this is not brain surgery here. These are our hacks. That's it. Just taking that trash bag. And then when you feel financially comfortable, starting to upgrade more and more and more. Yeah. And actually that's a good point saying, you know, about the financial side of it. I've noticed since I switched to better products, they last longer. They're definitely more expensive, but I mean, they last for months versus when I was using like the cheap toxic stuff, I was having to put like layer after layer to get some moisture because it was just like not absorbing into my skin. And I was using it so often that I would fly through the product. I was probably spending the same amount of money at the end of the day. I don't know. Have you noticed that with better products that they last longer? Well, I don't know because I'm really not good at using a dab of something. Like if it says on the back, like you just... (laughs) out of this, I'm still going to fill up my palm because I, I don't know. I love putting stuff on my skin. Oh gosh. But I definitely feel better. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, it's something about the feeling, the smell. I just, my body immediately appreciates it when it's cleaner. You can tell the difference. Okay. Just to wrap this up, cause our favorite hacks kind of turned into a larger discussion. Go to the EWG skin deep database you can type in a product that you have. You also can type in specific ingredients. Just start doing the research. Start there. If you want to go further, the next hack, it's sort of an upgrade, a more expensive hack, is to do the testing to see how your personal biology is reacting to these chemicals. But let's just do the work. Let's start getting this stuff out of our, our homes. So Lauren, we did get one question for our Q&A today. They said, if I were only able to swap one personal care product out, which one is the most important? Okay. So like, which one would you, so Lauren, which product would you start with? Like if you could only do one? Oh, wow. Anyway. Hmm. <laughs> I guess uh, just off the top of my head, I'm thinking moisturizer just because I put it on the most. I use that the most. Yeah. That's a good one. Cause it's so but, much skin exposure. Yeah. yeah. Or, or lotion, your body lotion. If you're putting it all over your body, that's the most exposure. Yeah. But I don't know. I would probably go to the skin database and, and find out which of my products is the most toxic and mm. whichever one comes up highest on that list, I would nix first. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's a complex question. Yeah. Well, I, I like your answer. Both of those are really good points. What do you yeah. Think? I think I, ooh, I, I'm kind of between either sunscreen or deodorant. Because I think sunscreen is the same issue as like you said with a moisturizer that you're putting all over your body. But now that I've learned about the effect the UV light has on this toxic sunscreen, that kind of scares me. So I think sunscreen's at the top of my list. Plus we know that all the chemicals like the oxybenzone and other things are killing the coral reefs. I mean, we're affecting the ocean. So it's not just about us anymore. We're affecting wildlife. So I would say probably sunscreen is number one. If I could sneak a second one in there, maybe deodorant, just because the, all that 
the lymphatic system there. You know, you're putting these toxic chemicals and you're oh, sweating, yeah. right into your them. That goes straight into your lymph nodes. Yeah. You know, actually I have a crazy story. You know, I'm going to go ahead and share with everyone. I do not wear deodorant. <laughs> no, I was going to say that when you brought that up. I was like, mm, you don't even need it. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I used to use it. And in college, I had kind of a big scare. I will say my uh, one breast got a lot bigger than the other one. My friends even nicknamed me Biggie Smalls. <laughs> I can I laugh about it now. <laughs> yeah, I was really freaked out. So I went to the doctors. I ended up doing like an ultrasound because they didn't know maybe is it breast cancer. I mean, it was significant, the lump that I had on the left side. Oh, wow. Wasn't cancer. The doctor was like, I, I, it's just some weird thing. Like maybe cut out caffeine and stop using deodorant. I was like, mm, I don't know about that caffeine thing, but I'll stop wearing deodorant. And see. Yeah, easy swap. Easy. Yeah. I was like, I'll, I'll start with one thing and see what happens. Within three days of not using deodorant, the lump was gone. Wow. And I have not used deodorant since. And that was in 2006. Uh, no one has complained about me yet. <laughs> you always smell delicious. I don't really sweat much, so I'm really I'm fortunate that I can get away with that. But I would say if you are using deodorant and you need to use it, use a different option. I think there's a lot of companies that are coming out with better options every day. That was a yeah, long and answer. I wouldn't just run to your health food store or Whole Foods. Like, make sure you are doing the research first. Um, I just found a new deodorant that really stands the test on EWG. Well, I'm just going to throw it out there. It's called Think Sport. Uh, I'm going to go with that one for a little while, but just do your research. That's a really interesting story. Renee. I don't know anyone else that can get by without wearing deodorant, but um, <laughs> if you are so lucky, yeah, the less products, the better. Yeah. I stand by the sunscreen. I'm not a big sunscreen user because I want the vitamin D exposure. And then I use some coconut oil, but I love beauty counters, sunscreens. Yeah, that's what I use. Like I'll try and get 30 minutes in the sun without sunscreen, like you said, to get the vitamin D and other health benefits. And then I'll put beauty counter on because I feel really safe with their product. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and because I think it's probably difficult for people to start swa uh, swapping out their makeup. I know at the theater, you know, I guess stage makeup has to be kind of specific. And sometimes the natural products people feel like don't lay as well or get cakey. And that's a hard one for some people. So if you can at least start with your lotions, your sunscreens, and your deodorant, that's a great place to start. And if you have Bath and Body Works in your home, throw it in the trash right now. Oof. Yeah. I wish it could just vanish because I don't want it to be thrown in the trash and then ends up in our environment, but you know. <laughs> okay. So we need to take together. down the company. That's what we need to do. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just to add on about the makeup, I do think that is important, but I would probably say that's like my last thing. Actually, it personally was the last thing that I changed. And I did try a lot of natural, like organic makeups. I even bought a mascara that was made from blackberries. Oh, it, cool. Yeah, it was cool until it ended up like all over my face. <laughs> I was like, this black little, circles under your eyes. Yeah, it's a little too natural for me. But I will say like Beauty Counter has done a really good job. I love their eyeshadow and their lipstick and their lip gloss. Like they've done a great job with safer options because makeup has a lot of heavy metals. Keep that in mind. It's a big exposure of heavy metals for women today. One oh. step at a time. 
one step at a time. Don't be overwhelmed by this stuff. If you guys have questions, please write to us, DM us, or email us at biohackerbabes at gmail.com. We hope you can start this journey towards cleaning out your products, but we are here to help you through that and to support your journey. And we really appreciate you hanging in there for this conversation. Women, if you have husbands out there that are using crap as well, please pass this information on. It is for all of us. We're trying to stop this cascade of health effects um, before it's too late. Let's clean all those products. Your body is really going to thank you. And just to bring it back to why it makes you hotter one more time, those fat cells that are protecting you from all of these chemicals if we can eliminate that, eliminate the inflammation, I think a lot of other things are going to fall into place. Definitely. Yeah. Don't overlook this really important topic. And we are here to help. If you have more questions, we've definitely done our research. We've tried a lot of different brands and products. So we are happy to share what we use and help guide you in any way we can. Awesome. So we will get into home care products at some point. We just wanted to start this conversation about personal care. Hopefully you can get started on that journey. We're going to get back to some nutrition stuff soon. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Love this episode of the Biohacker Babes podcast? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking. Happy biohacking.